You are now listening to episode 214 of the Big Bang Buzzcast, recorded on June 7th, 2021. I'm Roxanne. And I'm Nicole. And this week, we're going to be talking about the season two premiere, The Bad Fish Paradigm. I didn't know how to pronounce paradigm until like a year after this episode aired. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember looking at what it was called, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what this means, and just sort of moved on. (laughs) And then I looked it up, and I knew what it meant, and I was like, okay. And then I think in a later episode, like, one of the characters said it, and I'm like, oh my god, I think that that's the word I didn't know. (laughs) Big Bang Theory expanding vocabulary since 2007. Yeah. Yeah, I... I can't think of specific examples at the moment, but I know there's, like, words and stuff I've definitely learned from Big Bang Theory. Or, like, Schrodinger's cat last week. That was from Big Bang that I learned it. Oh, yeah, I forgot that that's where you got that. Yeah. Yeah. I know my sister, um, my sister is very smart. We've talked about this before in the sense that she forrowed high school, college, and grad school. I don't know if they do that on that scale in other countries. So I'm not going to try to translate like when I'm talking to my friend and I'm like, we're this, it's this hot out, which I think is this much Celsius. I don't know how other schools work, but um, she got basically perfect grades all through. And most of her big words come from Big Bang Theory titles. Like (laughs) she'll be like, Nicole has such a vocabulary. Like she makes fun of my vocabulary and she'll be like, we'll just be like talking and she'll be using like conjecture and corollary in a sentence. And I'm like, I know that you got both of those words from Big Bang Theory and you didn't just know them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the titles especially. Like I know there have been a few. I'm like, I'm not quite sure how to say that one. So And, like, I don't feel like, you know, we've all seen those, like, people on dating apps or on Facebook screenshots of dating apps or whatever, where they're, like, using, like, big words for every single word in their sentence because they're trying to prove that they're smarter than you, but really they just look like a douchebag. I don't really feel like my vocabulary is that. Um, Just sometimes that's the word that you use. Okay, so recently... In the horse racing world, I told someone that they needed to stop anthropomorphizing this certain horse. And they basically made a comment that we're like, this is proof you don't have an argument. Because if you did have an argument, you wouldn't need to use such big words in order to sound smart. And I'm like, I'm not trying to flex on you. That is literally the word for what I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Like, situation is also a four-syllable word anthropomorphizing okay that's six syllables but it's like there are words that are just longer words that that is just the word for it Mm -hmm. like it's not like i'm out there using sesquipedalian in a sentence or something like that like anthropomorphize is the word there's not really a synonym for it you can define it like i can say like you need to stop you know projecting like your emotions onto this animal and giving this animal human characteristics but like that is even longer than the word so it's like what am I supposed to use like that is a long a big word quote unquote but it's also like the word you would use in that context and I don't feel like it's like that advanced of a word I don't know how else to say it it's not like it's a like a scientific term that like people may not be aware of if they're not like familiar with a field or something you know I mean, I guess it could be. Um, it's just in my life, that's just a word that we've used a long time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that, that's just a word that comes up a lot, like with my hobbies and with like jobs that I've had or stuff like that. Like people will walk away when I worked on a farm and they'd be like, oh, it's the end of the day. The donkeys are so sad that we have to leave. And like they genuinely believe that the donkeys are like depressed that they have to leave. And I'm like, ma'am, just because your four year old is crying right now does not mean that the donkeys are sad. The donkeys get fed when you guys leave. <laughs> um, the donkeys are excited. I mean, the donkeys also get fed treats by people, but, like, they're around people all day. Like, they get their – be quiet, Eliza. They get their food. They get to have, like, some quiet time. Like, animals like having, like, breaks from stimulation as well. Um but it's mostly in the horse racing world. People will be like, oh, this horse got sold. It's sad. I'm like, no, this horse is going to continue to get to breed mares and eat food. And it's not sad. It does not even understand that it's been sold. Like this deal was announced online that was made over the phone and like with faxes and shit. Like the horse has no idea that it has a different ownership group now. Um, so... I use that word a lot, but it's not like I'm, see, I couldn't even come up with a sense, but you know how some people do it. Like, it's like they're right clicking and going to the thesaurus on every word of their sentence. Like in friends, when Joey was trying to make his like recommendation (laughs) letter letter sound so cool. Baby kangaroo Tribbiani. (laughs) They have like oversized aortic pumps or instead of, instead of big hearts or whatever. I don't know. But, um, I was like, I don't feel like my vocabulary is like a trying too hard vocabulary. There's a lot of words that I don't know, but it's like in some cases, like this is the word for what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the only thing we sort of have to mention as news um, was with Kaylee Cuoco. Uh, Nicole saw this first and sent it to me, but she and Carl. Of course I saw it first, considering what it is. Uh, when you get the context, you'll know why she went or they went to visit, um, kids from the Kentucky Children's Hospital at the Kentucky Horse Park. So there's a handful of pictures online of her visiting with the different kids and their families. And it looks really sweet. Yeah, it was a uh, private event there. Um, it was, um, so the Kentucky Horse Park, the Hall of Champions is where they went, which is where they have retired racehorses that are both thoroughbred or standard bred or quarter horse. Their quarter horse just passed away, but different racing breeds. And they all had to be like a champion in some way, win some kind of award. Um, and so their event was there. Um, I don't know too much about it. My guess is it was at the Hall of Champions because they were trying to like do some connection between like these kids are champions, but I'm not sure because it was a really like on the down low thing. Um, I'm friends with every single person that works in that barn and none of them knew she was coming. (laughs) So um, (laughs) even like the people at the desk didn't know she was coming and it was partly because they needed to make it like safe for the kids, but also partly because like park employees also like famous people and they didn't want like any of their staff like trying to get in the way and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically they do two different shows a day in the morning and afternoon where they um, play the horses races on the televisions and then walk the horse out so that you can see them. And then they talk about them and stuff. And then they do this um, thing at the end of the day where they turn it's where they turn the two Kentucky Derby winners that they have out into their paddocks and they talk about them. And the older of the two, funnily enough, sometimes runs around and puts on like a little show and stuff. Um, 
And so this was like so on the down low, both for Kaylee reasons and because the kids had to be protected because of COVID because they're all sick. Um, They did it like in between the shows. So like people who were like there for the day, like even some of the staff didn't even know she had come until she had left. (laughs) So um, it was like this big thing. Um, They cut off the picture of whoever's holding um, the horse that's in... um, in the main picture that they showed that's out. Um, so I'm not sure who it was holding that horse, but I'm not even sure if it was someone who works in the park, in the, in that barn, if it was the manager of that barn, or if they just had like someone come from elsewhere to do it. I'm not really sure about that. Um, and when I say I'm not really sure about that, like I've talked to some of my friends who work there and they're not even entirely sure. So um, that was how kind of like on the download it was. But um, as soon as like it went up on the social media that it had happened, like my friends who worked there were sending me links like, oh, my God, did you see this? I know she's been to the park before because they do horse shows there. Um, But it was cool to like see her doing something like for doing a charity related thing. Yeah, she seems to like especially like doing charities um, involving like visiting kids. Like, yes. Last year or so, was it her and Johnny went to a hospital together or a couple years ago? I think it was right before COVID. So it was like technically last year, but it was like earlier. And I know she did like some Zoom calls with some kids. I actually oh, yeah. think I actually think the um, the local Lexington uh, ABC affiliate did a uh, mentioned that in their article about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, she does a lot of kid related stuff, a lot of horse related stuff. Um so it's yeah. funny whenever she shows at the horse park, there's someone who takes a picture and posts it and is like, LOL, these actresses with their rich horses, blah, blah, blah. And then like all of the replies to the comment are like, okay, but like, she's actually good at that. Like <laughs> she didn't just buy a really expensive horse that's packing her around. Like she knows how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, I'll stick a link to some of those pictures in the show notes. Um, yeah, they were just really nice to see. And you can tell, like I've mentioned on fan form, you can tell in the pictures, like how she's just like really happy to like to be there and see all the kids. So it was really cute. Horses and children charity things are like right her wheelhouse. The combination yes. is great. <laughs> Perfect combo for her. All right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the episode discussion, which, like we said, is Bad Fish Paradigm, the season two premiere. You know, like, I was kind of looking over, like, the season two episodes, and, like, as much as we talked about how awesome season one is, like, season two was also just, like, really, really good, so. Well, the whole show is really, I I mean, I feel like every time I look at a season, even if I'm like, eh, I don't know how much I like this season, then I look and I break down the episodes, and I'm like, no, this was good. I think it's easier when you're looking back, because, like, you can be frustrated, like, nothing's happened with Sheldon and Amy in a while, or we didn't like the way Leonard and Penny left things in this episode. And it's been a couple episodes since they've had any significant interaction. Like, I feel like when you're kind of like waiting for the rest of the story, it can be hard with like more filler type episodes because you feel like you're in limbo. Um, But now that we've gotten the show from start to finish, you look back and you're like, in retrospect, this was a lot stronger than it was. Like, I know I've seen a lot of people saying like season seven was Big Bang's weak point. 
And I actually don't know what season I would consider like the quote unquote worst, but I do see a lot of people say that about season seven. And I go back and I look at season seven and I'm like, okay, but there's like some really good episodes in this. Mm -hmm. I actually feel like off the top of my head, season eight is the one where I cannot come up with what happened. Like I know toward the end, there was a couple things, but I'm like, I need to Google what were seasons eight, season eight's episodes now. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of. Like, the later seasons, they kind of blur together in my mind. I think because I didn't, like, rewatch them, like, as much as the first few. Or when I did rewatch them, it was just, like, so much that they're not, like, as individual as the first few seasons in my mind. I am literally looking at these season eight episodes. Like, I have no idea what any of these titles are referring to. <laughs> <laughs> But that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It just means, you know, that there's less that less like major things that stand out. There's some shamey person that's like yelling at me because there's probably something really big that happened with them in season eight <laughs> that I'm just not remembering at this point. Was the end of season eight when he was going to propose to her and then she broke up with him? Um, I don't know. The commitment. Let's talk about Bad Fish before we make more people <laughs> mad. Yeah. Okay. So Bad Fish. You said this was the first one you saw live. Was that right? Well, yeah, I mean, by live, I mean, like, as it aired. But, yeah, yeah. we'd watched Grasshopper over the summer, and then um, we're, like, flipping through channels. I think, like, Jeopardy had just finished. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Um, And my dad's flipping through channels, and we saw the – we cut in right, like, at the cold open. I remember Mm -hmm. the yogurt line. And I was like – what is this? And dad's like, oh, it's the show with the guy who can't talk to women unless he's drunk. And I was like, oh my God, that's right. Like Leonard (laughs) and Penny are on the screen and I have no idea who they are at this point. The first time I see this episode. (laughs) Um, And so I was really confused as the episode progressed because I thought that like Raj was the main character and it was like Raj and friends. But then this episode wound up very much being like Sheldon and friends, which Mm -hmm. was much more accurate to series than what I thought. But Yeah. Yeah. So it starts with Leonard and Penny coming back from their first date and talking Leonard, getting very specific, talking about her frozen yogurt. That's not technically yogurt and it's not pink and doesn't have berries, which I feel like the fact that they went to Pinkberry after the dinner like, hints towards it being at least not a terrible date, you know, because like if it's bad, you're going to want to just end it. And they're like, made it went longer and got dessert so i feel like that's a good also since we find out in later episodes that their dinner went like a half an hour late because they didn't order their souffle when they sat down then they still went somewhere afterward Mm -hmm. unless they were both like neither of us are ready to sleep together and when we get back to the apartment that may come up so we're just gonna stay (laughs) out as late as possible (laughs) stretch it out to avoid try to avoid the inevitable Trying to avoid the, like, let's just, like, you know, yeah, go to different apartments after this. Could be. Because I, I feel mean, like even Leonard, like, even though we know he was down to sleep with her from the pilot, I feel like if it had come up here, he probably would have psyched himself out. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then I noticed, I, I can't remember if I noticed this before, but, like, when, like, right before the kiss... Penny makes, like, this little face, like, she's not so sure about it, which then goes towards her, like, obviously, like, doubts about everything. But I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know if I quite caught that before. 
Well, Leonard had just been talking about his lactose intolerance. So kissing someone immediately (laughs) after that is probably a little bit of a mood killer. Mm. I have never specifically been in the situation where this person's like, if I eat that, I'll fart. Now let's kiss. Like, that's (laughs) never happened for me. Um, So. Yeah, it's a solid point there. Yeah. Yeah. And then Leonard notices the camera during the kiss. So he tries to move them out of its view which just makes things more awkward. Um, and when he suggests they just go into her apartment, then that's when Penny says, maybe we should slow things down for now. And Leonard has his line about trying to solve for R as they're trying to figure out where they're going and when they want to get there. And Penny's like, or we can just wing it. I So I kind of, that's another one. Like I've mentioned this with like Scorpion episodes before. Like, I don't know about to you specifically, but I've talked about it. There's certain times where I kind of realize how kind of socially awkward I am based on stuff in this, based on stuff that characters say. Mm-hmm. Like when he does the, you know, rate of speed equals distance over time solve for R, and there was like the silence before Penny says, oh, or we could just wing it. I was just kind of like, yeah, that is the equation. Like, I don't know what's weird about it. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so then. In the pilot of Scorpion, Elias Cabell's character is going to break up with his girlfriend and she ends up finding out that he like had her come to this place where he was going to break up with her because he had a job there. And it was like the most efficient way to go about his day was to like have the breakup happen there because then he could work and then break up with her and then go on to his next thing. And it took me embarrassingly long. I thought that the pilot was establishing that this girl was like super like did not fit in with their group. And it's good that he broke up with her and all this other stuff. And then like on the third or fourth time I watched it, I'm like, oh, this was actually establishing that Walter's weird. <laughs> like to me, I was like, well, what if she lives close to this diner, coffee shop, whatever it was, it was a diner. Um, and he lives kind of far away and he's going to be there anyway. Like, why would you go about your work day and then drive all the way back there in LA area traffic, probably during rush hour, just to break up with somebody? Like, it makes so much more sense to do it while he's there. And I kind of had this moment, like on my third or fourth watch where I was just like, oh, okay, we're on her side. Never mind. (laughs) I mean, he was being efficient. You can give him that. You know, there's so many moments where, like, I will be, like, verbally abusing my cat. And then I'm like, this is why I can never have children. And then there's just stuff like this where I'm like, honestly, I don't want a relationship. But it's also probably good that I'm single. (laughs) Because I feel like I would just be, like, a disaster in a relationship. Because that's the way that my brain works. So... I don't know. I would also be like, yeah, sure. We have to have a plan. Like if we want this to succeed, then we should probably be like doing this over this. Like maybe not so much like a math problem because I'm not good at math, but I'm like, I was following him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it follows, but they were, they just definitely had very different approaches to what slowing it down meant for them. Yeah. Yeah. So then Leonard heads into the apartment after glaring at the camera. Um, and they try to like cover it up, like, oh, he's coming screensaver. Um, like, it's like, hey, how was your date? And he's just like, bite me, <laughs> bite me. <laughs> and then I love Leonard's response when he said to Sheldon, like, how could you let them do that? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, they exploited my complete lack of interest in what you were doing. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and then uh, Leonard believes that the date went fine and the guys are like, no, like, it crashed and burned. And then they decide to analyze the footage to get into why. Um, and then in the way, they were honestly both right. Because we find out later in the episode that Penny was just insecure that she wasn't good enough for him and that he was going to get bored with her. And if you were looking for an out, like if the date went bad, you would kind of be grabbing onto that as like, oh, okay, good. He's going to get bored of me. Like, I don't have to actually dump him. He's not going to want to keep seeing me. But the fact that she was worried about it and self-conscious tells me that she was enjoying the date and did want to keep going out with him. So they were kind of both right. Like the end of the date was definitely her kind of putting on the brakes, but not for the reason that they were predicting. Yes. Yeah, that's how I agree with it as well. Um, And then we have where the title comes from. Because Leonard says, like, no, we're slowing it down because I'm going to savor it. And Howard's like, no, it's the fish tastes bad. I'm going to spit it out. Also, I, I don't under really understand Howard's uh, thing here because, like, if I take some food that doesn't taste good, I'm not going to, like, slow down eating it and then spit it out. I'm just going to stop eating it. Yeah, it's that's true. Like, I just spit it out. Like, I understand what he's else. going for. I just don't know that it's the perfect analogy. Yeah. Slowing also, down to savor does make complete sense. That though. does so point make to sense. Leonard. Although I have no self-control, and if I enjoy food, I just scarf. But this is exactly why I don't drink, because I would, if I started drinking, I would never stop drinking. So I just don't do it. Um, also going forward to Howard's like talking about like, oh, you got to think back on the date to like know what could have like bothered her. And then his, the waitress is hot. I bet we could get her to come home with us. Don't we find out later based on a story that Penny tells in a later season that that might actually have worked on her in the past? Um, like, I feel like she made a comment about going home with someone and the girlfriend of that person or something like that. That sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't quite place it. I can't place it either, but I'm pretty sure it happened. So, I mean, may- it's like, Howard, hey, maybe you could have had a shot with Penny, but you actually didn't trot that line out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's, I feel like I kind of have like a vague memory of her kind of throwing that out as a mention and then like not going into details when they wanted more or something. But yeah. yeah. Or like backtracking on it. Also, Raj pointing out that like the worst, um, sign like from the date is that he was not over there and like the implication that like oh if you're not hooking up I understand that a lot of people do sleep with each other on the first date but I feel like even if you might be that like when I say that type of person I don't mean it in a bad way I just mean like if that is a tendency that you have which it seems Penny is but it's like I feel like if you start dating your friend I feel like that might be less likely because you're kind of like tiptoeing around each other to some extent. Mm-hmm. Like if I started dating someone I'd been friends with a year, I feel like it would take me longer to sleep with them than if it was somebody that I was like dating, dating, like if I was Penny. Yeah. Like I have way too many, like I listen to way too many true crime podcasts to sleep with anybody on the first date. But, like, I feel like I feel like for Penny, especially, it would kind of make sense that she kind of wanted to be like when it's somebody that she's friends with, especially since we know that she was nervous about the date. 
Yeah, between like her being nervous about it from the previous episode and like not wanting to lose him as a friend and then the like insecurities we later find out in this episode that we that she has like it makes sense that she like her not wanting to sleep with him isn't necessarily a bad sign it's just in the context of everything else she wasn't wanting to take that step quite yet because she wanted everything to go well which unfortunately exactly. it's cute um yeah. eliza eliza we can go to the shelter they will take you back for free no questions asked they promised me so this is why I can't be a mother. I would say this to my children. <laughs> I wouldn't mean it because I don't mean it with my cat either. But the difference is my cat doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So then we have the laundry room scene. Our first laundry room scene. Is it the first laundry room scene ever? Yeah, I think so. Huh. All right. Yeah. I don't I'm not saying I don't believe you. I just season. never stopped and thought about it. <laughs> All right, so I love how Sheldon's giving Penny all this advice, and then she just dumps her laundry into, like, the same machine. There are two kinds of people in the world. Tag yourself, I'm Penny. Yes, same. <laughs> like, I'm not doing a bunch of different loads of laundry. It's a waste of water. It's a waste of money if you're at a place like that where you're paying to do, like, you're paying to use the machine. So, no. Yeah. I feel like... If I had, like, a lot of clothes that were, like, very different bright colors, I might separate more. But, like, so much of my stuff is, like, dark blues or blacks or just, like, like colors on that end of the spectrum. So, it's, like, I just throw it all in together anyways and it's fine, so. Literally every time I picture you in my head, you are wearing jeans and a dark blue or black top. Yeah, right now I'm wearing jeans and a gray t-shirt, so very close. Oh, switching it up. Yeah, it's my gray Minions t-shirt, so, you know. (sighs) You put that on just for me, didn't you? I didn't, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I told my mother, I was like, if Roxanne comes to visit me and brings her talking Minion, I'm leaving her at the airport. (laughs) Um, So one of their interactions at the start of this scene is one of my sister's favorites when Penny asks if she can ask him a question (laughs) I prefer that you not but I won't go so far as to forbid it whenever I ask my sister for a favor that is what she replies oh yeah yeah my favorite part of that is Penny's response and she's just right all right so I heard yes so (laughs) which is correct so Yeah, and then here's where we get into Penny's insecurities. She wants to know if Leonard's ever dated somebody who's who was regular. Um, and Sheldon says, well, there was a woman with a PhD in French literature who, for one thing, was French, and for second, it was literature. <laughs> I don't want to make fun of that because, like, that's a legitimate, like, anyone who gets a PhD is doing a great job. Um, but it also kind of reminds me, and now that you've seen John Mulaney, I can reference this stuff, um, when he was talking about how he got an English degree, and he was just like, I spent all this money to get a degree in a language I already spoke. <laughs> yeah, so then Penny's worried if she keeps dating Leonard, he'll eventually get bored with her. And Sheldon's like, well, do you have a working knowledge of quantum physics? Do you speak Klingon? Do you know any card tricks? Which, okay, so on a, like, related note, I I remember once there was, like, some interview, I don't remember if it was, like, 
with Prady, Malaro, or Lori, or whoever. But, like, they mentioned how, like, when they were, like, writing jokes for the show, there's, like, the rule of, like, three with jokes. With, like, like with the punchlines or whatever. Like, they do, like, two, like, things. And then the third one is, like, a sort of, like, a pivot. Or, like, what not, not something you don't quite expect. And, like, ever since the interview, I, like, noticed that with Big Bang Theory, like, whenever those jokes come up, like, there's, like, Sheldon, he had the, like, physics cling on, and then he, like, diverts to card tricks. Like, Oh, okay. I did not know what you were talking about, but then I do understand now that you yeah. referenced that. I was like, something you don't expect. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Like, I feel like there's another one I remember noticing in this episode, too. I don't remember if it was before or after that. But, like, and I don't really notice them when I'm watching, like, other shows or movies as much. But, like, with Big Bang Theory now, those always stand out to me. Like, oh, yep, there's the the three-part joke. I'm only paying attention to that now. You're welcome. <laughs> Maybe. Thank but you. But it's interesting to, to, to catch them, at least I think. But yeah. So, Penny... Penny then, yeah. So, she said she was so insecure, she lied about finishing community college. Because um, Leonard was going on and on and about college and grad schools, which, okay, I feel like Leonard probably shouldn't have been going on so much about schools. Like, not that it's something bad to talk about, but maybe if he could see that, like, Penny wasn't, like, engaged that much with that part of the conversation to maybe talk about something else on a first date, you know? I don't know. I get it on one level, but on the other hand, like, his entire life has revolved around education, so, like, it kind of makes sense that he talks about it. Like, I don't know if he necessarily considered it bragging or flexing or anything like that. It was just, like, this is my life. Yeah. I guess also, like, we don't really know, like, having not seen it, we don't know, like, if he really was, like, dragging on maybe more than he should have, or if to Penny it just felt like it was a lot and she was feeling insecure quickly about it. Because, like, like, I feel like, like, on one hand, yeah, like, like it, it should be fine for him to talk about it, but then, like, also, like, you want to have just a balance in conversation. So, like, you wouldn't want that to, like, control or dominate most of the conversation of the night. And I feel like, too, this has to do with, like, like how there are some people that get together because they go on, like, structured dates or they get set up or something like that. And then there's the people who are, like, friends first and then actually, like, become something else. And I feel like, and one reason why I don't think I could ever do a, like, being set up on a date or do a dating app or something like that is when you go on a first date there's the, and you know it's a first date and it's, like, a getting to know each other thing – it kind of always feels to me like you're kind of giving the other person your resume. Like you want to be like, okay, I have to like impress them and seem likable and do all this other stuff so that they'll want to see me again. And then the other person's doing it the same way. Um, in which case, like it, it, it really, it really is like a job interview almost because you're like, okay, here's, you know, all this stuff. And like a dating profile is basically a resume for the job of being in this person. And I'm not saying that a relationship is a job, but I'm saying the structure of it. Yeah. Whereas like, if like you're, you're trying friends, to sell yourself, basically. Exactly. And when you're like friends with somebody and then you like develop feelings for them, which is I mean, I guess Sheldon and Amy were set up on a date, but like they didn't really take it seriously. So they they ended up becoming friends first. Like they both were kind of going to like appease their friends or their mother or whatever. But it's like when that happens, like there's not that pressure and you kind of learn who the other person is like way more authentically. Well, in this case, Leonard and Penny like know each other 
But it also is like a first date where they're both very aware it's a first date. And so I feel like Leonard, I feel like one of two things happens. Either Leonard was just treating it like, oh, this is Penny. I've known her for a long time. And so he's talking about just his life. But Penny's viewing it as him like listing off his credentials because that's what you do on a first date. And so then she got intimidated or Leonard kind of panicked and was like, I know I've known her for a long time, but this is a date now. And so now I have to rattle off all my credentials. So I don't really know where Leonard's mindset was, but I think part of why Penny is suddenly freaking out about this when like their entire relationship so far, like she's known that he has a PhD. So she knows he's smart. It didn't bother her. But then when they went into that first date environment, it was different. Mm hmm. Um, whereas when they end up getting together, they just get together. Like, it's not like, a let's go on a date and see how things go. It's just, okay, we're together now. Yeah, by that point, it's like, they know each other well enough and know that they like each other enough. It's just like, okay, this is just going to happen now. Exactly. I think that definitely Penny, but possibly Leonard, too, um, their mindsets were like in this awkward, like we're friends, but it's also a first date. And so they probably interpreted some things wrong because they're kind of in the middle. Yeah. And then Leonard definitely interprets things wrong at the end of the episode, but we'll get there. Yeah. We won't jump that far ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even though like he's being like, super kind and condescending like i'm really amused by sheldon's line you thought the opposite of stupid loser was community <laughs> college graduate and then there's a lot of successful people who are community college graduate and sheldon says yeah but you were neither <laughs> recently when i was um down in kentucky um i sent the friend i was staying with i sent her a picture of her cat like just lounging in her house now she gets housing as part of her job. She doesn't pay rent. She doesn't pay utilities. She gets housing because of the job that she does. Mm -hmm. And so I sent her the picture of her cat and she was like, look at him laying there like he owns the place and pays the bills. And I was like, well, in his defense, you don't do either of these things. <laughs> and she was like, I buy his food. <laughs> so then Penny, she like the scene ends with Penny asking Sheldon to keep this all a secret um, which Sheldon does not want to do because it's complicated and he is terrible at keeping secrets. Um, I loved he, his nervous tick joke. It's great. It, the, the ticks around here are bad this year. Not the muscular twitch, but the, the bug ticks. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a bit timely that we're doing this episode now, <laughs> but I did appreciate the joke. Um, and then I also liked when he was like, oh, so you're saying that, like, friendship means that you keep secrets. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, one more question. Perhaps I should have led with this. When did we become friends? <laughs> I, my sister and I watched this together with our dad. We were all dying laughing. This should have been my first hint that, like, Sheldon was probably the main character of this show. But yeah. He, he had all the best lines in this episode. We were dying laughing, but I was also like, wait. Where's Raj? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just in that uh, one opening scene so far, right? Well, this is only the second scene, I think. But um, yeah, I was I was really confused. I'm like, why are there like, why is he not in this as much? And I was like, oh, maybe they just dialed back on him. Mm -hmm. 
focusing on his friends for a little bit. Exactly. We're just giving them something. You know, I didn't know it was the season premiere when it would have made sense to talk about the main character, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have uh, Sheldon and Leonard in the stairwell. Um, And Sheldon points out that with enough startup capital, startup capital and a research facility, he could be Batman, which true i suppose if he also was very uh started exercising and got the physical side as well yeah yeah that would hold him back a little bit i think i can't speak too much on batman because i know nothing about superheroes the franchise exploited my complete lack of interest in what they were doing so you know um but i did like his batman uh impersonations and honestly one of my favorite lines from the whole show was i never had to say i'm batman i showed up people knew i was batman (laughs) like it's perfect yes yes and they they run they run into penny um, and Leonard tries asking her out on, like, Friday night for a movie, but she's working. He suggests Saturday, and she doesn't know the schedule yet, so she says she'll let him know. And then she leaves, and Leonard's like, oh, I am the bad fish. Um, I love how Sheldon just starts breaking down here about, mm-hmm. like, um, oh, I don't know anything about Penny other than what you told me, and I don't have any way of learning that, and you're implying that there's, like, a, what did he call it, a back channel between him and back- Penny? It's like, yeah. It's like... Sheldon, it's it's weirder at the implication that you never speak to her when Leonard's not there. You're neighbors. Like, you live in the same building. Like, if he's... It would be so unrealistic for Leonard to believe that never once has he even briefly come up in a conversation between Penny and Sheldon. Yeah. And, like, the thing that sets Sheldon off into the spiral was, Shel- or was Leonard... Just sort of, like, asking almost rhetorically, like, what did I do wrong? And Sheldon's like, why are you asking me? (laughs) And then when his um, his eye starts twitching, he's like, what's wrong with your face? And Sheldon's like, there's no reason to bring my looks into this. Yes. And then he just leaves with a good day, Leonard. (laughs) I said good day. This is such a good one. This is such a good episode. Um, One of my favorite lines, probably from the whole series in terms of delivery, is later in this episode as well. And it was another thing Sheldon says. Mine too. So I wonder if it might be the same line. We'll see. I see. I have no idea. Like normally I can't. I'm like, I know what she's referring to. And I feel like there's a lot of good ones in this one. And I could definitely see it being the same one. But I really would not be shocked if it wasn't. All right, so Cheesecake Factory scene is next, right? Yeah, so Penny is trying to do her job, and Sheldon comes up like, you must release me from my oath. (laughs) Which, imagine just being the, um, um, what am I trying to say? Imagine being the people that she's waiting on, and then that just happens, like... (laughs) Yeah, and Sheldon just tells him, like, why don't you take a minute to decide and pulls away Penny. (laughs) Oh, I think this might have been just the other, like, the joke in, like, three parts in this episode where he says, like, he's going to fold, like, an energy-based whatever protein in space, like a Renaissance triptoch. Obviously, I don't know how to pronounce these things. And then, like, a cheap suit. Oh, maybe. Okay. 
Yeah, and then um, I like Sheldon, his line about like how he was refused clearance for the government research facility fellowship, and he gets into all those details, and then just, which you did not hear about from me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so specific. Also, 12.5 miles southeast of Traverse City, Michigan, I feel like is an agricultural area. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of like little lakes and stuff there. So I feel like it would be hard to have like a secret base underground because of all the groundwater runoff and stuff. But that might be what they want us to think. So Exactly. Throw you off their scent. And then Sheldon's next thing. I haven't forgotten a single thing since the day my mother stopped breastfeeding me and then the pause. It was a Tristan Tuesday. (laughs) Yes. And then Penny says he's just going to have to find a way to keep it. And then we jump to Sheldon back at the apartment saying, Leonard, I'm moving out. I love how it just cuts to that. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because some people, some people would take this episode to talk about like, oh, Sheldon cares about Penny so much. I don't, I'm not, I don't mean this in just a shiny shipper way, although that was certainly there. Um, about they were like, oh, he cares about Penny just so much that he'll do anything to keep her secret. And I'm like, okay, but like, not really. Like, he feels an immense amount of pressure, and that's why he's doing this. <laughs> like, he's like freaking out about it because yeah, of I who think- he is as a person. I kind of see it more as, like, he's not keeping it specifically because it's Penny's secret and just that he's been told, like, this is, like, social convention. You need to keep the secret. So he's just trying to follow, like, these rules that he's now been given. Yes. And he probably hasn't really been entrusted with many secrets before because, well, his reaction (laughs) is predictable. Um, So he's probably also like, oh, shit, I've never had to do this before. I'm putting a lot Mm -hmm. of pressure on myself. Yeah. So he tells Leonard he's moving out um, just because it's circular. No reason he's moving out because he's moving out. Um, And then Howard and Raj come in as Sheldon goes to pack. And they're, like, asking Leonard, like, okay, like, what did you do wrong? Going through all these lists of things that would have annoyed Sheldon. And I'm sure this is only, like, a a small portion of the long list that could have led to this. And then that ends with, did you make fun of trains? I love how that's the, like, the ultimate, like, oh, this must have been it. That's that's the serious, like, oh, no. Yeah. Did you do this? And then how when Sheldon calls Raj and say on, like, you have to be the one that I stay with. And Raj says, I hate trains. And Sheldon's like, don't be ridiculous. You love trains. And Raj is like, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> like, Raj can't even, like hold with his lie he's just like yeah you got me yeah you're right can't really fake that yeah and i love mm-hmm. leonard's like this could work as he like flops himself on the couch <laughs> and pops open the soda it kind of reminds me of when sheldon and amy moved out and then you just hear penny and leonard celebrating from across <laughs> the hall <laughs> so then we have uh sheldon at raj's apartment which i think this is the first time we saw we see his apartment Roger's place. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which used to be a watch factory. Um, and then I really like Sheldon's like asking him if he's worried about the residual radium and Roger's like, not until now. <laughs> okay, there's so many times where someone will be like, Does this worry you? And I'm like, No, but now it will, thank you. <laughs> um, on that note, have you read Radium Girls? 
No. Um, my favorite murder did like an episode about it, and that's mostly what I know. The book is really, really good. I think I knew my favorite murder did an episode on it. I haven't listened to it though, but um, the book is super, super good. And if I hadn't read that book and then done other digging, I would have had to Google it because I would have been like, were they really still like using like, were they like dial painting like with radium, like within 60 years of this episode airing? But I think it was like the early 1970s when they stopped doing it, which was crazy because the radium girls, the, the, the radium girls, like actual events was mostly in the 20s and early 30s. But I mean, that got like, resolved quote unquote I think in like 1938 or something like that so the fact that they were like still doing that until the 70s is crazy to me yeah that is much more recent than I would have thought like I thought probably like maybe like after World War II they kind of started excusing excuse me um I think they use phosphorescent now but I don't know I could be making that up and I love how Sheldon just I love how Sheldon just has a Geiger counter. Yeah. Although I did have to, when I lived in Kentucky, I did have to sign a thing that said that I couldn't sue if I had any issues with asbestos from the building. So really? No, there wasn't. It wasn't that there was any reason for anyone to believe that there was asbestos like in that actual building. It was just built before the like restrictions and guidelines. Yeah, all of that went into place. So we had to sign a thing being like, to the best of our knowledge, this will not be a problem. But if it is, you cannot sue us. (laughs) Interesting. All right. So then Raj and Sheldon, they're watching uh, some Bollywood movie on Raj's TV. And Sheldon insults like the actress and then insults Raj and says, obviously, he's not that familiar with Indian cinema. Which oh, then, that would make me so mad yes. if I was him. Which so I loved. To, yeah, I loved in um, you know season one. Is why are you telling me about my own <laughs> culture? Yeah, that I'm actress sure though. More of that. She's had like I think quite a bit of success in terms of like her acting career and stuff. And she was Miss World, I think, in the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that. Sheldon liked or Raj liked? Uh, Raj. Raj. Yeah, so she's she's pretty prominent. Um, I haven't seen her in anything, but like I definitely like I I knew who she was outside of this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, she's an Indian actress and the winner of Miss World 1994 pageant. 1994. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I have had, like, I did work for a, um, one of the hotels I worked at was owned by a couple from India, and they were constantly, like, asking me, like, do you know who this is? Do you know who this is? Do you know who this is? And, like, when they showed me her, that was, like, one of the few people that, like, I knew who it was, like, based on the picture. There were sometimes when they would say the name, I'd be like, oh, okay, but, like, I knew her on site. Mm -hmm. Looking at her, yeah, I don't recognize her, but she is very pretty, so... Yeah, she nice is. Um, I know that she did like a. Um, she was involved in a couple like big charity events, trying to raise money for the. Um, uh, when was it the the tsunami in like the early two thousands? Mm-hmm. When I don't remember what year that was, but it was like right after Christmas, the really big one. I know there's like lots of tsunamis, but um, 
she did like a, I don't know if it was her leading it or if she was just involved in it, but like she was one of the people that did like a telethon something that a telethon concert or something that Mm -hmm. like raised money to help those people. Yeah, her Wikipedia page has a social and humanitarian work section, so. Okay, so y'all can read. Yeah, y'all can read that. Yeah. But she, she's a pretty pretty good person from what I um from what I remember. I think that she also like contributed to um so like how people say that like AIDS isn't a death sentence anymore, it's because that is only sort of true. Um AIDS is not a death sentence for people like Charlie Sheen, who a couple of years ago came out and said he was HIV positive. If you have access to the treatment for it you are not going to die of HIV or AIDS because the treatment keeps it under control. But mm-hmm. it is something that you need to have like very consistently. It's not something that you can just take and then nothing. Um, if people like young adult novels, there's one called Full Disclosure um, about a girl who was born, I think, with HIV. And it there's a lot of like, it really breaks it down in like a, a relatively simple way that explains it. But anyway, Um, this actress that Raj really likes, um, the way that I mainly know, know her for, um, is, um, about 10 years ago, maybe she, she basically does a lot of work that like increases, um, like poorer people and like children who have HIV and AIDS. Um, she kind of like helps them get access to the treatments. Mm -hmm. I probably explained that very bad and used way more words than I had to, um, but she kind of does a lot of work with that. That's kind of like one of her things. That sounds really good. Yeah. I'm also, I just looked up uh, the actress that Sheldon likes also. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also been in, she's been in over 70 Bollywood movies. Both of them have received the uh, Padma Shri Award from the Indian government, which is the fourth highest civilian honor of the country. So... That's cool. They've both, obviously, both have done a lot of stuff. So then Raj dumps Sheldon on Howard, which I like how he, like, he, his, like, stripogram announcement, <laughs> and Howard's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, in the middle it. of the night. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess no one's going to be like, hi, him. I want stripogram for 1 p.m. in the afternoon, but, like, still. Yeah. So Sheldon gets set up on an air mattress in Howard's room. Howard, I like the comment, like, maybe you'd be happier on a park bench. And Sheldon's like, oh, I don't see a way to get a park <laughs> bench in here. Um, so then Howard makes them switch beds. And we have Mrs. Wallowitz asking what's going on. Are they rough housing? And if they don't settle down, she, they can't have any more sleepovers. Which I I know that there's, I know that she like infantilizes her son a lot, but it's like, also he does live in her house. Yes. Like I live with my parents and I don't like invite people over. Like, I mean, my friends will come over here sometimes, but like if they're going to be here, like when my parents are home, I ask my parents if they can come over because I live with them. It is their house. And I don't really have people spending the night Unless it's something where, like, we're going to go somewhere and then, like, we're going to get an early start. So, like, they're going to spend the night here so we can leave at, like, 5 a.m. But, I mean, 
my parents don't phrase things like that. Like they wouldn't ask if we're roughhousing or anything like that. And they don't even really call it a sleepover. They'll be like, oh, is so-and-so staying here? Like, so I, I, I understand the jokes, but also like he lives with her. So like, yeah, she can tell him he can't have people spending the night. Yeah, like, sleepover definitely implies, like, more of, like, a younger kid thing, but then, yeah, exactly, like, if they're, like, if he has people over and they're being noisy, she's completely within her right to say, like, no. Yeah. And then we find out Howard is 27 at this point, which, it's, like, it's always weird when, like, I'm watching something where, like, the first time I watched it, the characters were, like, several years older than me. And I watch it later and I realize, like, I'm older than all of them now. And I had, like, that moment when I was watching this episode this morning. Um, it's still, it's weird to me in the way where I'm, like, Eve, despite the fact that he is definitely, like, less mature than I am in some ways, I'm, like, this dude has such a hardcore job and, like, he does all this other stuff and I'm, like, in a way he still seems older than me. Yeah, yeah completely agree with that even and though i, I am up, also older than howard and raj now i looked up like because then i was curious um simon's age that time and he was also 27 himself like at the start of that season he turned 28 um later in december that year so yeah I think in general they're pretty close to their actual characters, characters age yeah yeah so i don't know anything about catwoman or the x-men but Howard for or Sheldon forgot his favorite X-Man because he was like in order Wolverine Cyclops. Oh, wait, I forgot Professor X, Professor X, Wolverine Cyclops, or at least when he was like, like naming the Catwomen, like he was going to say Halle Berry was fourth. And then he's like, oh, wait, Lee Merriweather's fourth. And then she's fifth. But it's like, why would you forget your favorite? Yeah, I also know nothing about either of those franchises. But yeah, it's weird to forget, like, your top favorite. I did know Halle Berry was a Catwoman. And um, when I say a Catwoman, I know that the character's Catwoman and she played, she was one of the people who played that character. But the only reason I knew that was because I definitely had a crush on her when I was a kid and I didn't realize it was a crush. But I mm-hmm. knew that she was Catwoman just because I knew it was Halle Berry. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't pay attention to anything like that. Um... So then we cut to the next tag you're at, right? Yes. Back to Leonard and Sheldon's. Howard dropping off Sheldon. (laughs) Sheldon's like, there is my old buddy bud bud. I like his theory. Yeah. Um, Howard said he gave him a glass of warm warm milk with a handful of his mom's Valium. And then he still wouldn't shut up. So tag you're it. <laughs> I love that. But he still wouldn't shut up. Yeah. And Sheldon's like all of Sheldon in this scene is fantastic. Um, I like how he's standing there when he does the I'm back. Like he's like he knows that Leonard doesn't want him to be there. And he's like, I managed to get back here. <laughs> like that was kind of what that that was kind of what the vibe that I got from that. Yeah. Yeah, so as Sheldon is all loopy, Leonard manages to find out that Sheldon is trying to keep a secret, something he promised Penny he wouldn't tell. Um, And then, so this is, like, my favorite line in the episode. Sheldon's like, Mom smokes in the car. (laughs) Jesus is okay with it, but we can't tell Dad. 
That's not what I was going for with the delivery, but that is one of my favorite lines. And it also reminds me of my childhood because like we would be on vacation or whatever and we would be like, it's Sunday. Aren't we supposed to go to church? And dad goes, no, God understands that you can't go to church on vacation. And then I grew up and I'm like, there's a lot of people who go to church when they're on vacation. <laughs> dad, dad just didn't want to go to church on vacation. So he's like, oh, no, we got permission from God to skip <laughs> church or on vacation. <laughs> yeah, we went to church when we were on vacation growing up. So literally the first time that you came to visit me, I was like, um, should I offer to take her to church? Is that something that she's going to want to do? Like I, I was, I talked to my, I literally had a comfort like with my mom, with Emily. Like I was like, is she going to want to go to church? Like, I don't know what denomination she'd want to go to. And then Emily was like, if she hasn't brought up that she wants to go to church, she probably doesn't care. And I'm like, oh, okay. Was I, but I was like paranoid about that. Was I at your place on a Sunday the first time? I think you got there on a Sunday. Or I wasn't sure when you were going to get there at first, so I was trying to, like, figure it out. It may have been but that, because it was it would have been after Quidditch, right? So the tournament would have been Saturday, Sunday. I think you ended Sunday. up getting there on a Monday, yeah. Yeah. But, like, at first you were like, oh, I'll come here, and I was just like, oh, no, is she going to have to? <laughs> or maybe I was also worried about it for LeakyCon, but, like, I was, like, very... Like, it was so weird, because, like, when I think of you, I'm not like, oh, that's Roxanne, she's religious. But, like, when we were going to, like, be together on a Sunday, or when I thought we might be together on a Sunday, like, that was something that like stressed me out. I was like, is she going to want to like do this? Like, are we going to have to find a church? Like, I don't know where the churches are. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like stressed out about it. And then it was a non-issue. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, whenever you do come here, we probably won't go to mass, but some of the places I'm taking you, there's like old pretty churches. So I'll be like, aha, there's a church. I fulfilled my obligation. <laughs> There you go. You can fulfill it that way. <laughs> exactly. I will keep a tally of how many churches we see. And I'll be like, there we go. Look at me. Um, okay. So then that was Sheldon's first secret. And then I loved Leonard's the other secret. And he just jumps right back in time, Batman. <laughs> and then um, Leonard's still demanding to know what it is. And he's like, okay, I'll tell you. But you can't tell Leonard. <laughs> And Johnny's face. That was perfect. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) So Sheldon then comes out with the truth. um, And then it's like, oh, it's like, so I didn't do anything. It's just her problem. (laughs) This is my favorite delivery line. Just how after this whole conversation, I drank milk that tasted funny. (laughs) And, like, his little, like, hand and leg motion that he did. Like, he's like, now that we got that out, we need to address my problem. <laughs> I like how, like, like the, like, his weird, like, mouth thing that he does. How, like, you can tell he's still, like, tasting it on his yes, tongue. Yes, That just all ties it together. That line is so funny to me just because of the delivery of it. Yes. Well, I also liked... Sheldon's like, oh, it's not a secret that your work's derivative. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> and then he just kind of wanders off. Yeah. We need more Valium, Sheldon. And at this point, I am like, okay, I'm starting to think that Raj is not going to be in this episode again. <laughs> Solid conclusion. Yeah, because then we have the tag with Leonard and Penny. Um, and Leonard says, okay, like, I know what was wrong with what was bothering you. So here's the answer. And then he gives her a brochure for Pasadena City College. Is that a real place? 
Um, yes, because okay. I was looking at the Big Bang Wiki earlier, and it mentioned that that is a real school. Which apparently is when later, when Penny actually does start taking college classes, that was where she went to take them. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> yes. My parents have finally stopped trying to correct me when I make that joke. I'm like, I know it's how the tables have turned, Mom. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> like, they tried to explain that to me so many times, and I'm like, I know. Okay, that is why it's funny. So the last time I did it, they just laughed. And, like, now they think it's funny. Now that they understand that I'm not confusing my shit. And they're not trying um, to correct you. Now they think it's funny. Like, when my mom was talking about worrying about something bad happening, and I said, well, we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's don't burn bridges. <laughs> and we'll cross that bridge when we come. To- I'm like, I know. Will you appreciate my millennial online humor, please? <laughs> Yes. So he gives her the brochure. Um and Penny, of course, gets offended. Um, she says Leonard can't date a Dr. Leonard Hofstetter can't date a girl without a fancy college degree. And he makes the worst, but like, well, it's not that fancy, it's just a city college. I'm like, I definitely understand both of them in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um because like that does make it seem like it's validating her insecurity. Like, I completely understand where she was coming from. But she also kind of backed him into a corner. Because when she goes, so it's fine with you if I'm not smart. He either says no, meaning you're correct. Like, your insecurities were right. I need you to get this degree. But then him saying, like, of course it's fine. Is him calling her stupid with the way that she phrased the question. So, like... Once she said, so it's fine with you if I'm not smart, like his brain being left brained, he files that into, okay, this is a yes or no thing. I understand that he should have been like, I'm not saying you're not smart. I'm saying if you're insecure about this and you want to get a college degree, like you can try it. But the way that she presented it, I can see how his brain was going to be like, this is either a yes or no thing and answering in the affirmative upset her. But I feel like if he had given her the other other answer it also would have upset her yeah that that final question she gave him was definitely one that's hard if not impossible for him to answer in a way that she would have accepted in that moment yes um and i know that he was just trying to help her but like he definitely did it in a way where her brain went completely understandably completely understandably to i was right like he does this is not good enough for him so i'm definitely not saying it was her fault but she she did back him into a corner at the end of that conversation yeah so then she slams the door and he's like okay i know where i went wrong this time (laughs) and so ends their first attempt at dating I do like how they brought it up more like throughout the rest of the season like when Penny's like oh I know you're dating Stephanie because the last time you bought that shirt is when we went out like I like how it wasn't like it just reset and then it never happened like the next episode definitely but then like there's a couple other times in the season where they do like acknowledge that they had gone out yeah well because like my first episode being like panty pinata like, I had no idea, like, what their history was. And then I think it was, like, that line from Penny about, like, 
like his shirt and like like got like a just like the throwaway like oh like when we dated i was like wait they dated when was this like what how like how did that go and i remember like that like throwaway line was when i suddenly got like very much more invested in the <laughs> two of them and what this potential relationship was um, and it also with that being your first episode it could have theoretically been that the show started with them as exes true I don't think I thought about it that way, but I was just like, wait, what is this history that I am now missing? I don't think I would have thought about it that way either, but it's like now thinking on it, I'm like, oh yeah, like that definitely could have been a pre-series thing. Um, where I lost my train of thought there, but I did like how Penny phrased it in that episode. It like, she said the last time you did that was when we were dating Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it was one date. And you established in the very next sentence of the episode that it was one date. So her calling it, like, <laughs> dating was mm-hmm. interesting to me. Well, didn't Leonard even, like, clarify, like, oh, wait, so what we did was so, yeah, yeah, that did qualify as yeah. dating. <laughs> There's so much good stuff coming up in season two to talk about. I'm excited. Yeah. So that will wrap up for this episode. Always, if you guys have questions, comments, suggestions, you can email us at podcast at thebigbangbuzz.com or leave a comment on the website at thebigbangbuzz.com or tweet us at thebigbangbuzz with three Zs. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.